Joan has known plenty of pregnant dancers, but only a handful who stayed that way, and only one who then returned to the company, a principal famous enough to be forgiven for the months of leave, her slow battle back into shape. For most of the women Joan knows, a child is unthinkable. The body has already been offered up. The body is spoken for. She is only eight weeks or so and still not showing, but she is surprised she hasn't been found out. The dancers keep close surveillance on one another, report suspicions of weakness. Elaine might have guessed, Joan thinks, but it's not her nature to interrogate or tattle. Usually they share a banana in the morning before class, but Joan, both nauseated and famished, has a new compulsion to toast frozen waffles and spread them with peanut butter. Elaine, eating her banana half, watches the passage of the sticky knife, says nothing. Mercifully, magically, Joan's nausea tends to dissipate during morning class. She hasn't betrayed herself by puking. In July, after the blackout, she had faked a slight sprain and gone to visit Jacob in Chicago. He is not her boyfriend. In high school, they had explained themselves as best friends, proud of their status as a bonded but platonic pair, a relationship that seemed modern and cosmopolitan to them, worlds away from the short-lived, sweaty-palmed, hormonal couplings happening around them. But Joan had known Jacob wanted more. For so long, he was too timid and too proud to try anything. He had kissed her once, just before he left for college. It had been the kind of kiss that asks for something enormous. When she pushed him away, he was angry, and she had turned his anger around and punished him with it, and hidden behind it. Then he left, and they wrote letters, which seemed safer. She supposes Jacob still is her best friend, although during the time she was with Arslan, and then recovering from being with Arslan, she had allowed their friendship to lie fallow. She prefers to think that way. Her bond with Jacob was resting, regathering itself, instead of admitting she had neglected him. But Jacob is the forgiving type, the comforting type, the patient type. In Chicago, at first he had affected a breezy version of their high school intimacy, taking her to a loud and smelly bar, alluding to the latest woman he was seeing, letting her buy the drinks. What's the latest with Arslan the Terrible? he'd asked in a brotherly tone. But shifting the momentum had not been difficult. She'd touched his arm as they drank, leaned into him, bumped against his side as they walked to his apartment, and over a nightcap, told him she'd missed him. I've been considering, she said, like you asked me to. Yeah, he said, guarded. They were sitting on his sway-backed sofa. I think maybe. Maybe what? She was too afraid to look at him. Just, you know, maybe. She had anticipated a long nocturnal conversation full of hesitation, negotiation, reminiscence, and uncertainty.
but instead he had taken off his glasses and set them carefully on his junky coffee table and then lunged at her the way he had before when they were teenagers. In spite of herself, she laughed. What? he said. Nothing, she said. Sorry, just nerves. There had been no discussion of pills or condoms. She had the sense he was afraid to raise any impediment to what was finally about to happen. Ludmila is turning rapidly across the diagonal as the music builds toward the end of her variation. The core girls in their lavender tutus shake out their legs, prepare. Joan can feel how impatient the audience is to applaud. Their hands are held apart like straining magnets. Ludmilla